Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Well, today's a special day. It's Tuesday. And for those that listen to our Employment Matters podcast, you know it's Travel Tuesday. Each week, we get the chance to dial in our members from all around the world who share with us important things that we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're going to be learning more about doing business in Vietnam. And I'm pleased to welcome to the show Stephen Lay, senior trial lawyer and founder of Lay and Tran. Stephen, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So let's get started. Fill us in on a general overview of Vietnam, what the economy's like, the population, maybe things about the government structure and maybe some demographics, if you would. Yeah. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me here. I'm very happy to be uh, in the podcast with you. So uh, Vietnam is still the developing country. The population is around 100 million people. And about the demography, is, uh, Vietnam is more the young generation, uh, young people. And the government structure is still the communist system, but more open market. Now Vietnam has the established um, international relationship with all, most of the country over the world. We have the close relationship with the U.S. and China as well, the two biggest economies in the world. And the key language is the Vietnamese. And besides that, we also have English and Chinese are also critical language in the education system because we try to establish the, uh, the good relationship with the biggest two countries in the world, U.S. and China. So Chinese and English are critical part in the game. Interesting. Boy, I wish that we knew Chinese as well as other countries do. So Chinese, English, and Vietnamese all together is pretty fantastic. And it's definitely a way to be proactive as you look at doing global business. Let's talk about industries if we can. What are some of the key industries in Vietnam? The key industry in Vietnam is still the agricultural and manufacturing because that we are still the developing country. And basically, Vietnamese economy mostly based on the agriculture. And from time to time, we develop for the manufacturing. And nowadays, we try to focus on the new sector, that's in the technology, semiconductors. You know that many Zion, U.S. Zion of the semiconductor like the Intel, Marvel, and Navida, Apple, and uh, Google, other technology giants are coming to Vietnam because of the U.S. and China uh, conflict on the economy. So the U.S. company want to move to the Vietnam because Vietnam has the good location and the talent, the young talent in the IT sector of Vietnam is so super good. And it's also next to the China. So the logistics between the Vietnam and China is still under the management and control by the U.S. company. And Vietnam has the second largest natural resources, that is the earth, uh, the rare earth. It's very important for the semiconductor industry. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Rare earth. Very, very difficult to find for sure. And I, I didn't know that. That was very interesting. Let's talk about what it's like employing locally. I know you mentioned that countries are coming to Vietnam, particularly the U.S. and China and others, I'm sure, to tap into your resources and this young tech population of workers that you have. Let's talk about what it's like to employ locally. Say I'm a, a company in the U.S. and I want to open up a factory in Vietnam. What are some of the things that I need to know about? For the employment, it's not quite difficult to employ locally, but about the qualification, it's more critical. You can recruit anyone in Vietnam easily, but we have the gap in the education between the U.S. and Vietnam. So that's 
the difficulty. The difficulty is not about uh, finding the people, it's about the qualification, whether how to find the good people for the position in the company, particularly for the management level and director level. For the worker level, it's very easy to find a skillful uh, working in Vietnam. But for the management level, it's made more difficulty, particularly for the U.S. companies. So most of the positions like the management level or the director level, they often select the expat from other country, like the, from the U.S. And the work permit for, uh, the, and of course, to have the expat to work in the company, you have to apply for the work permit. And how difficult is getting a work permit for an expat to come to Vietnam? It's not difficult, honestly. If you already satisfy all the legal requirements under the law, the government is really easily approved for you. The difference between Vietnam with other countries, Vietnam don't, uh, don't have any limit on the quotas for the work permit. They just focus on the qualification. If the expat satisfy the condition, the background, education, qualification, and have enough evidence to prove for their qualification, the government will consider to approve for the work permit. I know that some rumor recently about that uh, Vietnam increasing the requirement for the work permit, so it may be hard to obtain a work permit, but I think that it's not like what the rumor. Uh, Vietnam, the, uh, to obtain a work permit for the expat in Vietnam is still easier than in other countries like in the Singapore or in the Hong Kong, obviously, so difficult. But in comparison with the Singapore, Vietnam is still uh, much easier. Tell me about some of the the working population there and what kinds of organizational structures there are for them in terms of unions or protecting jobs or some of those types of issues. Are, do those exist in Vietnam and what would they look like? The trade union in Vietnam, I think that's the most critical part is the trade union. But the trade union in Vietnam is quite supportive. Many U.S. companies, when they enter into Vietnam, or the Western company enter into Vietnam, they are afraid of establishing the trade union here because they think that the trade union had a superpower lie in their country and may involve in their business and may lead the strike against the company or something like that. But in Vietnam, it's totally different. Trade union is just like the facilitator or mediator try to support the company rather than against the company. So when any company come to me, I strongly recommend they should have a trade union in their own business. Because in any conflict between the employee with the company, the trade union will act like the mediator and they can have quickly settled the conflict. And in some of the internal administrative proceeding in the company, if the company wants to get the approval from the trade union under the law, the trade union can approve it fastly for the company rather than the company. If they don't have the trade union, they have to seek for the approval from the Fair Labor Federation at the state level. But it takes a very long time to get that kind of approval. So definitely unions in Vietnam are pro-business, still representing the employees, of course, but it creates that interesting mediator layer. I think that's fascinating. So if you were to describe the business climate in Vietnam, it sounds like it leads more pro-business, more in support of business than it does pro-employee. Can you share with me your thoughts on that? Uh, Vietnam is uh, having both. They are pro for business. They are pro-employee as well. Raw employees, because the labor court of Vietnam is very favorable for the employee, particularly in case of dismissal or termination of the labor contract, is maybe uh, difficult. And uh, the employer may consider a uh, high compensation to the employee. 
but they, the government also very strongly support for the business as well. So in case of any conflict, the government try to find the win-win solution for both uh, the company and the more lawyer because Vietnam is still need the money from the FDI company. So they try to create a raw business environment, but in the context that they still need to protect local employees as well. So we talked about the key relationships that are building with Western countries, but what kind of cross-border opportunities do you see in the region? And, you know, moving from Vietnam to Singapore or Hong Kong to Vietnam, or are those easy to do, simple simple migrations, or uh, are they also difficult? I think that migration from the Singapore or from Hong Kong to Vietnam is easy. But from Vietnam to Singapore or Hong Kong, I think that is maybe very difficult because it's quite depend on the jurisdiction of those countries. But for Vietnam, it's quite very easy. And many Singaporean company and Hong Kong company, they have their staff list, the place here in Vietnam, particularly for the manufacturing. The West, Singapore, Singapore and Hong Kong is like the business hub enter into uh, Vietnam. For example, there are many big Zion company from the U.S., they established, they has quite, they established a company in Singapore, and then they use the company in Singapore to invest in Vietnam. And what they invest in Vietnam is just for the manufacturing only, for the operation like the management, finance, everything based in Singapore and Hong Kong. So the integration of Vietnam to the regional economy, I think that uh, very critical because Vietnam is like the manufacturing hub in comparison with the Indonesia and Malaysia in the Southeast Asia. Fantastic. Well, Stephen, this has been a very interesting discussion, and I was excited to hear more about it. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Peter. If you'd like to connect with Stephen, you'll find his bio by clicking on his name in the description of this podcast. Also, visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, Get access to on-demand content from our online library or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. Also, for fast access to all the ELA has to offer right in the palm of your hand, download the new Employment Law Alliance app. You'll find it by searching in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers, from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.